Friends podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Singer. I'm a Christian writer and blogger living in the beautiful state of Alaska. I'm also a trauma survivor and a mental health advocate. I've been through some tough things in my life, and I'm sure you have too. Grace Moments is about helping you hold on to belief in your darkest hours, embrace hope by knowing your suffering is never wasted, and be inspired by the stories of others who have survived their own tragedy. Life, however difficult, can be a meaningful journey, and I'm here to walk it with you, so let's do this together. I want to talk about storms. We've all lived through at least one in our lives. Thunderstorms, snowstorms, rain, hurricane, tornado. Whatever it may be, all of us are somewhat familiar with the onset of severe weather. The natural instinct to hunker down and wait it out to look for shelter, even to be somewhat afraid until it passes. Perhaps we've experienced what it's like to lose electricity as power lines are downed and the house gets cold without heat, and you resort to flashlights for a bit of illumination of the dark. You light up the fireplace or wood stove to get a little warmth going. You layer up. You cook some food to fuel yourself. Maybe you even take cover in a bunker until it's safe to come out. Storms happen. Sometimes you can see them coming. Other times, they hit without warning, taking us totally by surprise. But the fact that they are an unavoidable aspect of life is without question. Regardless of where we live, some form of storm will come from time to time, and we must know how to anticipate and handle it when it does. But beyond the presence of physical storms is perhaps, more frequently, the reality of emotional, mental, or spiritual storms inner disturbances that can threaten to take our peace, cloud our judgment, and cause chaos in our daily life. These come in the form of a health crisis, financial trouble, loss of a loved one, betrayal, relational drama, an accident, or family dysfunction. The unpredictability of life and people can create disruption in our life rhythms in so many ways and on so many levels, resulting in depression, anxiety, trauma, addiction, and other mental health issues. The truth is nobody gets through this life without surviving a storm or two along the way, but the real question is, is it possible to not just survive the storm, but learn to thrive in it? Is there a way to rise from the heap of debris that's left in your world following one of these unforeseen personal disasters to become stronger in the fact of what you've just witnessed? I believe there is, and I also think the eagle has something to teach us about that. You see, eagles are the only bird known to have the ability to soar above a storm. All other birds, like humans, look for shelter, while the eagle looks for a way to fly above it. There are some lessons here for us to learn, so let's get started. The eagle is one of the stateliest birds there is. There's a reason why it was chosen to be the national bird for the United States. It symbolizes strength and power and stability, all things anybody would love to have in a country. Here in Alaska, eagles are in plenty. They're seen soaring in our skies, building nests and sitting majestically in our trees. They're on our postcards and in photos taken around the state. They are everywhere. In fact, many places up here are named after this incredible creature, towns, rivers, etc. People come from all over the world to see this beautiful bird as part of their tourist experience. 
I feel fortunate and blessed that I get to see them here all the time, thanks to being a resident of this place. But as I just mentioned, there are some cool things about the eagle that make it unlike any other bird out there, things that we would do well to take note of and apply to our own lives, particularly where it involves storms. First, eagles are built to handle high altitude. Thanks to their unusually large lungs, a dense network of blood vessels in their wing muscles, specifically modified hemoglobin in their blood, and specific cell structures, these birds can take on heights that cause difficult conditions for humans or even other creatures. In short, eagles were made to soar. God designed them to be able to cruise to levels in our atmosphere that are exclusively accessible only to them. What would cause most others to grow sick, exhausted, and weak is only the beginning of where these birds can go. In much the same way, I think something similar goes for us. When we get in line with God and allow Him to be in control of our lives, He equips us with the ability to handle spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical conditions that others can't. Not because we're so special, but because He is so able because he infuses strength and courage into us by his spirit that gives us the power to go through things, knowing that the testing of our faith, of our resolve, is the working of our sanctification. The ending of some is the beginning for us in the sense that we enter our storms with trust, that God has provided us with what we need to get through, that opportunity awaits us in the midst of this trial. David, when he wrote Psalm 18, talked about how God had made his feet like those of a deer, able to scale high places. Swiftness and nimbleness of feet was, and still is, essential for a warrior. Without the ability to ascend difficult terrain and endure harsh elements in the heights, you're of no good to the mission. You need to be able to run from place to place easily in order to give and receive orders, defend your allies, attack your adversaries, and perform whatever other duties may be required of you. If you've ever watched documentaries or movies about events such as the D-Day landing or the Battle of Iwo Jima, you know what I'm talking about. By referencing this, David was indicating that God had made him alert and swift, adaptable, and able to pursue threats or escape from dangers. In essence, he was prepared to navigate difficult terrain because God had prepared him appropriately. Nancy DeMoss-Wolgamuth writes in her beautiful book, Heaven Rules, God will always give you what you need in ways that may not be clear or even visible to you in the moment. But he is preparing for you opportunities and circumstances that lie ahead, challenges that may be harder than the ones you're currently experiencing, things you probably don't see coming and may not be able to imagine. He's the one who knows, the one who rules, the one who sees. So his work in you, though it may defy conventional logic and may even be painful, if not confusing in the process, is indeed a providing work, a protective work, and a preparatory work. He is putting you in position to display his glory. She goes on to say, Your job and mine is simply to trust him. No matter what the situation, we are covered by his watchful love and care and can be assured that he knows the best way to walk us through it. Even when what we are walking through feels unfair as well as painful, in every tempest and trial, God will move heaven and earth to do whatever necessary to protect and provide for his children. He will not forget you in the swirl of what's happening around you. 
God is carrying out his good eternal plan. He often uses these distresses, these injustices, to create a platform from which your life can give powerful witness to his greatness. All the challenges of your life build endurance for the high places God asks you to scale. Like a soldier, all the training is for good purposes so that you may experience the favor of God and see the results of his work in your life when hard times come. When storms hit, knowing that he has built into your spirit exactly what you need to navigate the storm gives you hope and faith that you can and will get through it. Secondly, the eagle is the only bird that embraces turbulence to push itself higher. Be honest with yourself. When hard times come, do you actively engage the stronger winds in your life so that you can fly above the storms? When others run for cover and cower in fear, do you so trust your God that you walk right into the suffering being presented instead of looking for a reason to run? Eagles typically fly up to 11,000 feet above sea level, altitude usually reached by small airplanes. As a result, the eagle's act of boldness to use the winds to its advantage allows it to enter space when a storm occurs that it otherwise would not be able to reach in fair weather. Two things happen when this occurs. One, it gives the eagle a broader view of its surroundings, and two, its flight becomes smooth with less effort. I love this picture because it's a challenge to all of us to really think about how we're harnessing the transforming power of our adversity. Rather than looking for a way to protect ourselves and look for cover when the wind currents begin to blow, life might look a whole lot different if we were willing to spread our wings a bit and let the wind take us places we otherwise would never go. Thinking back on various adverse seasons in my own life, I now have the perspective to realize that those winds, though fierce, became winds of change that altered my view of life, myself, God, and the world. Pain opened my eyes to things I never would have seen otherwise had I not been forced to fly to new heights. And I also can see eventually that my flight through life became smoother on some levels because what I learned helped me to operate smarter and not harder, to believe more, to relax more, to trust the current instead of fighting it, to let it work for me instead of automatically assuming it was against me. When you get into the science of how eagles are able to utilize the rising air currents, you find one of the biggest ways they're able to do this is by simply spreading their wings and letting the updrafts lift them into the air. They can again reach altitude very quickly just by going with the flow and being willing to soar. Because they recognize the air currents as being their friend, they can rely on the strength of their wings and welcome the wind's ability to take them up to new heights. When was the last time you so trusted God and the winds he allows to blow in your life that you just spread your wings and let the updraft carry you to places of God's choice you otherwise would never venture to? When was the last time you dared to relax into your suffering instead of trying to fight it, saw potential in your trouble rather than immediately writing it off as problematic? The choice on how you respond to the blowing drafts says a lot about who you are and where you're going to let adversity lead you. More importantly, where you're willing to let God lead you. When you so trust that even the storms are still under the rule and the capable hands of God, you could place your life in his control and have faith that there is no safer place and no more reliable position and provision than here with him, even in the midst of a storm. You can determine to let it make you better instead of bitter. 
You can choose to spread your wings and see where the challenges take you instead of automatically assuming that they are something to resist. But the third point here is, eagles are not so confident that they will unnecessarily put themselves at risk. Just because they're willing to fly boldly into and above a storm doesn't mean they're stupid and don't know when to wait it out. While it's true that eagles' wings are built stronger to fly in the rain and 90% of most songbirds don't have the toughness in their feathers to maintain flight when wet, eagles also realize that rain clouds block their view of ground and their ability to properly hunt prey, so they're willing to ground themselves if necessary and take shelter in the tops of trees or among sheltering rocks until the visibility is better. Even though they're the only bird that will fly above the clouds to avoid the rain, doesn't always mean that that's what they'll do every time. Sometimes the weather is severe enough even they have to stop and take shelter. The same goes for us in a storm as well. Just because you trust God and are willing to go where the wind is carrying you doesn't always mean that's the best call in the situation. There are times when God knows it's best that you take refuge for a while until the storm passes. Sometimes it's just not good or wise to keep pushing ahead when the smartest thing is to just stop and look for shelter. Anybody who's been in the wilderness knows that visibility is key to survival. When you don't have some form of sight, it's easy to fall prey to predators and natural dangers. This is true for us too. Some storms are just too rough to press through, and it will be worse for us if we keep going than to just take a rest and wait for the skies to clear and the rain to let up and the winds to die down. I find it interesting when you read Isaiah forty thirty one that it says that those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. This verse draws a direct connection between waiting for God and soaring on eagles' wings. The ability to hope and trust in God, to be patient for His timing and wait for Him to move, has direct correlation to your ability to rise. If you can't wait for God, you won't be able to lift up your wings. One Bible translation puts it as putting forth new feathers. It's the renewing, restorative aspect of faith that all of us must develop. Even the strongest of birds needs us rest too, and so do we. It's crucial that we know how to discern and take advantage of those times when God tells us to rest. Batten down the hatches, as they used to say, and let the storm pass over you. And while you wait for the skies to clear, stay hopeful, stay trusting, don't be afraid. I think there's a reason why God used the example of the eagle so many times in Scripture. While researching for this episode, I was amazed at all the times God drew a lesson in the Bible from this majestic bird. Sometimes it was to illustrate God's faithfulness, such as in Exodus 19.4. You yourselves have seen how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Other times it was to prophesy impending judgment like in Jeremiah 49.16 and Obadiah 1.4. Though you soar like the eagle and make your nest among the stars, from there I will bring you down, declares the Lord. Proverbs 23.5 references riches as sprouting wings and flying off to the sky like eagles, fleeting and worth only casting a glance at. Deuteronomy 32.11 points out the protection of God using the eagle as an analogy. He guarded them as the apple of his eye, as an eagle that stirs up its nest and covers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them aloft. Job referenced the eagle while speaking with God in the face of great suffering trying to make sense of all the personal horror he was facing and 
find an explanation for where God's sovereignty might be in regards to his individual pain. Job 39, 27-29 Does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? It dwells on a cliff and stays there at night. A rocky crag is its stronghold. From there it looks for food. Its eyes detect it from afar. David wrote about the eagle in Psalm 103.5, calling to mind the kindness of God, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. The eagle is a special bird, able to go places and do things even other avian species are not capable of. So too are you, a child of God, enabled by him to do things and go places where others would faint and fall. Like I said earlier, not because we are so special, but because he is so able. Through his spirit and his word, you've been given what you need to survive the storm, either to soar to new heights because of it, or to wait for him in the midst of it. The storm is not your enemy, friend. The storm can be sent by God to be your helper, your teacher. I think back to various storms in my own life and how God has proven to use them for good in the long run. In fact, while working on the notes for this very episode, I was presently dealing with my own storm of sorts as I was battling my worst bout with depression in months and also facing the 16th anniversary of a friend's sudden death. Life is hard, people. It really is. Just because you know God doesn't mean that you're now immune to hardship or the storms won't happen. It just means that the storms now have a purpose, that they aren't meaningless. It's not that you won't feel the impact of them on some level. You may get wet and windblown and a bit chilly, but you will survive. In fact, you may even learn to thrive. What a blessing would it be if you could look into the face of your present disruption and say, it is well with my soul even in this. Because of God, even this hard thing will do me good. Take a lesson this week from the eagle and reevaluate your relationship with the storms in your own life. The currents that threaten to tear you to shreds can actually be the very things that carry you to new levels of trust and faith in God, a personal growth and change. The winds and the rain have the ability to move you closer to the life that's available to you in Christ if you'll learn to adapt how you approach them. Wisely did the great Charles Spurgeon once observe, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. God grant us grace to do the same. so much for listening. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to this podcast as well as leave a review. If you want to read additional content, please visit and subscribe to my blog at www.graceopens.blogspot.com. You can also connect with me on social media via Twitter at Open to Grace 2015, Instagram and Parlor at Open to Grace Alaska, and on MeWe under my name, Katherine Singer. I'll see you in the next episode, and remember, Grace will always meet you where you are. Thank you.